Welcome to the Mind Over Matter podcast with Heather Hakes, where mindset is everything. Thank you for joining me for today's podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review. This podcast is designed to help open your awareness to the truth of who you are, a limitless being. You are worthy and deserving of an abundant and prosperous life. It's time to peel back the false beliefs and live the life you dream about. For additional resources or to contact me directly, please visit my website, heatherhakes.com. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode number 401. Today's guest is sharing with you how to remove negative energy and clear your energy blocks. Welcome to today's interview. I brought on Philip Mountrose. Philip, welcome. Great to be here, Heather. Please give listeners a little background. Where do you live and what do you do? Well, I am a holistic coach and healer and personal transformation pioneer with my wife and partner, Jane Mountrose. We help people step up and uh, connect with their heart and soul through holistic coaching and healing and, and sharing more light into the world in a practical way. I love this. And you shared with me, you've been doing this, I think it was like 25 to 30 years, which uh, I definitely come right. from that background, holistic healing. It's something my mom's always introduced me to, but I would love for you to mm-hmm. share because I, I feel like it's a, it's kind of becoming more mainstream to quote, follow your heart. Right. But I also think that's so broad. So I'd love for you to share right. what that means to you to follow your heart and then how we can live from a space of flow and surrender rather than suffering and resisting through life. That's, that's, the, that's the question, isn't it? Yeah, because there's so much burnout and mental uh, health problems. It's just really skyrocketing in the world today. Uh, anxiety, depression, in spite of all the technological breakthroughs, which it's miraculous on that end, but it's something is missing. And there's a spiritual gap, which hopefully uh, we're catching up. And, and today in the, in, the, in the show here, we can hopefully give some, some tips and knowledge and experiences for people to open their hearts and have more light and follow their, their purpose and, uh, and enjoy their life more too, help more people, including themselves. Uh, so the heart is sometimes called the seat of the soul in traditional religions and spiritual wisdom traditions. Uh, and there's a reason for that. It's, it's in the center of your body. It centers you. And what we find out in most of the people that Jane and I, when I say we, it's Jane, my wife and partner, and we're head of our nonprofit Awakenings Institute organization, just so when you're wondering what's who's we, um, what we do, we notice is people are often off-centered. That's often sort of the, sort of the main problem to begin with. <laughs> and after that gets corrected, it, it's kind of like getting uh, things aligned, that things are much easier. And, and in this case, we're talking about how they're opening your heart. And that's breathing into it, being aware of it, not only physically, and it's amazing how powerful physically the heart is. It's more electromagnetic, magnetically powerful than the brain, it sends more messages from the heart to the brain than the other way around. So it's very powerful physically, but spiritually, spiritually, as you just kind of for a moment, breathe into it and sense it, there's incredible wisdom there. And it can help you connect with that, what we call soul or higher awareness. 
And that may be an image that might be just a sensing of something, a knowingness. And for some people, this might be a little bit of a stretch, so they may have to just suspend some of their, their questions for a moment and just open up to, to what I'm saying and see if it, if it relates. And by the way, there are different ways to connect with your soul and your heart. This isn't the only way. This is just one way we find can be very effective for many people. Pardon the interruption. If this content is resonating with you, please be sure to leave a five-star review. I want to offer you some additional resources. Visit my website, heatherhakes.com, and sign up for my free video training on how to reprogram your subconscious mind. Again, visit my website, heatherhakes.com. I've also created a self-study course all about mindset and manifesting. You can find this on my website, heatherhakes.com forward slash course. Finally, if you are ready to deep dive and really transform your life, I offer one-on-one -on -one coaching. I will help you create clarity and a roadmap so you can live the life you dream about. Best part, everything I teach, you can start implementing right now. To learn more and schedule your free discovery call, visit heatherhakes.com forward slash coaching. Now back to regular programming. And when you open up to your heart and then your soul, the world shifts. So the very same thing that you're thinking, seeing, is completely different. You're in a different state. It's just like saying if you're stressed, you know, things look one way. If you're calm and relaxed, it's very different. There's a saying, uh, you know, tension is who you're not and relaxation is who you are. Mm -hmm. And as you breathe into that relaxation, it's, it, and it really is, is what sometimes meditation is about. And what, what we write about, uh, in, in our book, The uh, Loving Power of the Soul, it's, it's, it's who you are in a deeper level. The, the soulfulness, the connecting, opening your heart to connect with that deeper wisdom of who you truly are, your deeper identity, Heather, and everyone, um, can show you the way and help you heal and direct and guide your life. It's a deeper understanding way of being in the world. Okay, so I have so many things. While you were sharing that, yes. I'm very, I'm very visual. And while yes, you were, okay. while you were explaining that, I literally saw a rose. And so, but think of it as yes. like a closed off rose, where I feel like so many of us are living in that space of, it's like we've doled our sparkle. But how you were sharing that, or even the thought of like the tip of the iceberg, when we're heady, when we're logical and analytical. We're only using right. the tip where when we go below the surface into our heart space, where that's how the rose opens and blooms. And I feel like that's what you're sharing. And so, yeah, how mm -hmm. can we get out of this kind of dark space and into the light and blossom to our full potential? Well, that's that's a, a, a good question and very beautifully put kind of poetically. I like the rose. And, and that's what some people do when they connect they get images and, and sometimes when there's the blocks, it comes as like a closed rose or you know something not looking quite right. And some people sense it. Some people are very visual like you, other people they don't see, at least at first they are, but it's sort of secondary uh, channel to them. But you get a sense or a seeing of a rose or something, if it's not 
feeling quite right, how would you open it? And that's where the healing comes in. So that's a perfect segue into uh, what we believe is that you want to do the healing um, part. And uh, just a quick story, and I'm going to come back to that, Rose, uh, is when we, again, Jane and my, my wife, I met in a spiritual group years ago, when, we, when I was in my 20s years ago, many years ago, uh, uh, there was a lot of spiritual awakening, which was the purpose of the spiritual group, right? And one of the problems, though, is there was no healing element. And there was a, one of the, the, the guidelines for this group was not to express uh, negative emotions. But when you're not expressing it, most people then just repress it. <laughs> We've found that it's good to be open to all your emotions. And if you're feeling like a tight rose and if that feels like fearful or doubtful or whatever it is, the emotions, and you can find out, what do you do with it? Which is sort of your question. That's why I went back to that story. So I'm going to come back to, to the healing. What do you do with it? Uh, you can just do a breathe with breathe into it and sit with it. And sometimes it shifts and transforms on, it all, on its own. But we found that to help go deeper uh, is to do some energy healing or energy work. We use a holistic form of EFT, emotional freedom, freedom techniques, tapping, or another energy healing that we developed called spiritual kinesiology. And I just want to kind of for the listener, because that's obviously would be studying those that you can get a sense of it right now as a, as a beginning introduction and might even help you just from what I'm about to say. Uh, if you start to breathe into it and just be aware of it and just see if there's a message and in, in what emotion is, you can try to just see that from a higher perspective. So if it's fear or doubt, uh, is there any kind of in in the Titan Rose for you? Are you noticing any any uh, resistance in there when you're when you're sensing or seeing your rose, for instance, Heather? Do you mind sharing that or no? It's like I almost saw the scene from Beauty and the Beast when when the rose was like kind of wilted and just that dark time. Yeah, wilt and dark, and 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 when you're wilted and dark, what kind of feeling does that associate to? Um, closed. Okay, being feeling closed shut down, restrictive or protective and those kind of things? Would that yes. be about accurate? Okay. So, and this is something common that, that we, everyone goes through, you know, at times, you know, even the most enlightened person has challenging moments, you know? So it comes and goes. The idea is you want to have more of the soul source and the soul resource to help you moment to moment to live your purpose and go through and heal, like in this example that we're, we're, experiencing now. And so if it is uh, kind of fear or protection or shutting down, whatever, you kind of breathe into that fearfulness and stuckness. And um, there's a couple ways you can do it can do some EFT energy work, but we'll, we'll just do a simple one we call the reset process because it'll be the briefest and you would tap across the top of your head with your hand. So it is kind of a and this is a, the purpose of this is integrating your left and what right brain. So you're balancing yourself now to, to align. And then you take a deep breath and then you tap across your heart. Again, we're going back to the heart, correct? To integrate the heart and open the heart and allow the heart to open up to help you, right? And then you take a deep breath 
And what are you noticing about that that rose now, Heather? It's not really, uh, I guess I'm not really seeing or feeling it. Mm -hmm. You're not seeing the rose or feeling the rose? No. Okay, what happened to the rose? Did it just disappear, you mean? Yeah, it's kind of like it's it's almost like this was a movie scene. It's just not in the scene anymore. <laughs> it just went away. Okay. And what replaced it? Um, just kind of breathing into your heart. For me, and so I'm a little bit familiar with EFT and tapping, but um, is the point mm -hmm. of it that you're tapping on different meridians, right? And that like releases? Oh, well, it's just a way of opening your heart. Yeah, the, the, that's the idea of it. But, the, but I think the what could happen is if you breathe into the heart, that rose can be changed into something maybe even more open or something else. Yeah. Uh, it simply felt lighter to me. Okay. That's a very good start. Now that sounds, it may sound very, you know, minor, but it's actually a very important step that feeling lighter. So as you feel lighter and you can do it again, you can tap just cause it's so easy to tap on the top of your head, kind of do what's called the second round of the reset and then tapping on the heart. It's a way of energetically continuing to open yourself. And to some people, you know, if, who are people who are more in conventional or status quo, they say this is kind of strange or something. And, it, and it, I guess it does if you're not familiar with it. But a lot of things are strange before they become familiar. And then everyone just does them and it's normal, you know. But if it's effective and it can open your heart and connect you to your deeper purpose, um, we find it very valuable. And a lot of people have benefited by doing it. So as you feel more lighter, I like your word lighter that becomes more a connection and you can just go in and in, in con continue to go deeper into that lightness and stay with that lightness and help that lightness guide you. So that would be a good reference uh, in this case for what you're doing, maybe for other people too. It was a good, it was a good example of a, of a, a briefly introduction into the loving power of your soul. So I feel like what you're sharing is really powerful because so many people, and I remember having that question in my twenties, what is my purpose? What is, <laughs> why am I here? Right. And so many people are right. seeking, we're seeking outside of us, but I think that's why you're sharing the power of, no, you have to go within internally. It's, it's like our internal compass, our internal guidance to connect with it and it will show us. Right. But exactly. for somebody that, and sorry, I was just going to say for somebody that is so heady, logical, yes. analytical, how do you drop into that heart space and then understand and decipher, oh, that's intuitive guidance. That's my next step. Mm -hmm. Right. So first I would say is there needs to be a willingness and interest to do it. So if the person is, it's, you know, we all find these wonderful things and want to share it with people. And a lot of times the people, and they may even be close to us, are really not interested in it. And uh, what is it? Uh, you can't beat them over the head. In fact, it, it, has, it alienates people. So you have to allow and accept them. And that's part of the loving soulfulness for yourself to accept people that you might even feel close with and know that what we're sharing today could be very helpful for getting a person out of their head and into their heart and leading a you know much more richer, deeper life. But if they don't want to do it, there's you know no one ready to do it. There's a saying in hypnotherapy, you know, uh, you you can't hypnotize me. You know, you cross your arms, the person you can't hypnotize me, or they're too much. And that's true. 
because hypnotism is just relaxing and going into a trance. If you don't want to relax, I can't force you to relax. I can't say, Heather, relax now. I want you to relax. No, no, try harder. You know, it, it won't work. It doesn't work that way. But if you say, I would love to relax because I know I could open my mind and go deeper and feel and enjoy my life more, you're going you're gonna to relax just by saying that almost. <laughs> You'll start to relax. So number one, you need to be willing. And if not, you need to be patient and loving and accepting people where they are. Number two, just get them started. Um, it could be this idea that, would you like to have a greater life? Would you like to make a difference? Would you be willing to learn some simple steps? And I like the soulful different approaches of connecting with the soul, like the one where we shared earlier about just breathing into your heart and sensing the soul, sensing it's there. And there are other ways to do it. Um, some, uh, so, and you may even get an image, you know, an image that is very soulful to you that could help you relax and feel inspired. Just start to connect with that and learn some simple tapping. I did the simplest one I could in a short time of the reset process. We call it tapping the top of the head to integrate your brain you're in your head too much so it's integrated and balanced because the it has intuitive intuitive possibilities obviously from your brain and then your heart the intuitive heart tapping that just doing something simple like that a simple step just doing that regularly and then looking for more training and going further and getting people who can help you because getting help and support is part of the journey right but is the point of this in you know being willing and, and aware and doing the tapping, is it then can you ask questions? Right. If you have any questions, that would be a perfect thing to do. First of all, you need to be still in your heart and then ask a question. So like, you know, why is this happening to me? What's my next step? And you just breathe and wait. Now, sometimes what will happen, sometimes maybe the answer won't come right away or there'll be just sort of a general big picture. The soul tends to talk in big pictures. And when you relax, you can see the big picture. So it may be, you know, trust that this is going to happen, or this would be a good person to talk to, or uh, you will be surprised and delighted, just a, a sense that you're opening. And then it helps you take, and this is an important point here, it helps you take your next step. So think about it, feel about it. <laughs> We can only take one step at a time and that's the way life is. And that's, so you have a big picture if you keep going in this of your soul's purpose, but you can only do one step at a time. You know, today, each of our step was to be with each other and whoever's listening to this, that's their next step. And that step might be you know, to listen to this podcast. It might be to talk to someone. It might be to share an idea. Uh, it might be to rest and relax, you know, and to think about do something tomorrow, you know, let it come to you. So those little steps, that's what you do and you follow and you trust that without knowing where exactly it's, it's going to take you. And it may end up in a little different place, but the energetically it will be where your purpose wants to take you to lead a rich, fulfilled life. I would like for you to share a little bit more about the energy work and clearing the blocks, because especially in this work, uh, something I've shared plenty of times and, and Dr. Bruce Lipton and Greg Braden and Dispenza, they yes. all talk about this, that we are living from 
our 5% conscious mind, but 95% of our habits and beliefs and, and our programming is in the subconscious. And right. so if we're trying to make change by only 5%, it, it doesn't work. It, it's not long lasting. So I'd love for you to share more about the power of this energy work and forgiveness and changing your state, changing your energy. Right. So th- th- that, that's a key to change your energy. And, and the more you, f- you lighten up, to use your word earlier, the more you feel lighter, the more you can have that. And some of it may just be doing some of the tapping regularly, where especially just to open up to where you feel a little stuck and sitting and waiting for the messages. Now, if there's a specific something, you can do some tapping on it. Let me give you a quick example or you can do what we call the just connecting with the soul to get guidance. Sometimes that alone would be a healing. Um, a woman came to me and she she had a sore uh, a sore wrist. And by the way, usually things that are physically going on are connected. There's an emotion, and there's a thought, and there's usually an identity, kind of a deeper identity distortion when there's a problem. And there's, and you can track it often pretty quickly and have some pretty remarkable results, sometimes physically as well, not always, because when it's in things that become physical, sometimes it's genetic, but usually it's pretty deep and chronic. Uh, so it's not necessarily going to turn around as quickly as, as this story, this one minute story I'm about to share. So for her, I asked her, you know, what uh, your, we have a physical, her, her, her wrist is sore. And, and um, I said, what are you feeling, uh, Barbara? And she said, I'm feeling anxious. So there's the emotion, right? So then I asked her, uh, what are you anxious about? Just a couple words here. I'm anxious because I'm going back out in the workforce and I don't know if I can succeed or find a job. I'm, I'm worried about what's going to happen there. How do you feel about yourself? Uh, how do you feel, you know, how do you evaluate yourself then was my next question. You know, what's it like for you when you're in that place, when you're anxious and worried about succeeding at a job? She said, I, I don't feel good about myself. I feel bad about myself. So that's the deeper level, the judgment level. So what I've been so told. You... Oh. Go, go ahead. You go ahead. Well, I'm going to continue with this story, but it sounded like you had some something related, and then I'll just go on. Okay, so uh, I did, e- even though this, uh, I did four levels of healing. I just did them, and it can go very quickly. Physical, uh, emotional, mental thoughts, uh, I'm not going to succeed, and, a, and an identity, I'm not good. Now, the beauty of this, Heather, once you realize we all have where we have these distortions and they show up usually physically or emotionally because a lot of the beliefs are, are, are harder to track because they're more subtle. But usually we, when we have something physically wrong with us, it's very dense and obvious. And, it, and it's often been something chronic for a while to get physically distorted, like illness, injury, etc. Emotions are often pretty trackable too. Like I'm not feeling good. Some people may be sort of out of touch with their emotions, but they if they tune into it, they can say, oh, I'm feeling, let me say, I'm feeling worried. I'm feeling a hurt, feeling sad, you know, and then you just say, which one is the strongest you might identify? 
okay, so you got that. And then what do you think of, what are you thinking about that? I'm feeling, you know, in this case, I won't succeed or no one likes me or, you know, I'm feeling like the world isn't going to support me or whatever the negative limiting belief is. And then the identity is there's something wrong with me. Of course, that's not your soul. That's a distortion that probably came up from some childhood programming, but now you've got it all, right? So now what do you do? So once you have it, it's sort of like a surgeon, but you don't have to do something as dangerous as physical surgery. You're very precise. And this is where a lot of the standard EFT, emotional freedom technique tapping may fail, may not get to, because it doesn't have the precise area. It's just sort of generally like, I'm not feeling good. I'm going to do some energy tapping. And sometimes that balances you and really does work. But for deeper things, it's not enough. It's insufficient. So in this case, to finish this story, uh, since it's a teaching story, I guess it was a little longer, uh, I, we had her do some tapping and some energy work, some, and there's some affirmations just saying, even though I feel like I won't succeed or I feel bad about myself, I still can love and accept myself. And then you just do some tapping. You make an affirmation based on what the problem was, which I said, and you tap there's a few other points, but you could just do the reset process just for simplicity's sake or all the EFT tapping points if you know them. It's, it'll be, I think, beyond our, our talk today. Um, and then I asked her, how is she doing after we did this little one minute you know, tapping energy work from a more soulful place? And she felt fine. And her, her wrist wasn't sore anymore. And this, this was very quick. I mean, it was probably as quick as it took me to describe it sort of at length here for the whole process. This wasn't like an hour therapy session, you know? Yeah. What I want to share with that is something I was taught probably around two years ago, that any pain in the body is like a check engine light. And you're right. Pain in the body is trapped emotion. But what I'm really getting from this whole process and that you're sharing is that it's, it's the self-introspection. It's becoming aware of, oh, I'm, I'm feeling bad. And then it's asking questions. Well, why am I feeling bad? And then it's kind of uncovering right. potentially that right. rooted belief. And so that way doing the tapping releases it. Right. So just imagine that if, if you know, and she, this lady going back to that, sorry, imagine, you know, if she just said, well, she didn't even know what, she, I'm sure she had a lot of anxious, worrying thoughts about her job. She might've even said, you know, don't worry about it. Stop worrying. It's okay. But we know that mental approach would not work. It's not going to make any difference. It's still there in the body, the trapped emotions. And it still has that identity that there's something wrong with me at a deeper level. But once you realize there's nothing wrong with you and you're the deeper you, your deeper soulful you, as we've been discussing, yeah. then it all aligns and integrates. And you find out your next step, like we said, find out your, well, what, then what's your next step, you know, one step you can do. So it's also for me kind of like, if you even want to call them false beliefs, but understanding, oh, and, and, and maybe that's when they call it the inner child work or whatever, but kind of looking at yourself and realizing, oh, I, I can't believe I thought that I wasn't capable or that I wasn't enough. And, and it's allowing those to be released because they, they weren't even true to begin with. And is that how it's like, once we, if you think of a whiteboard and erasing all the muck, all the junk, we're not, 
That's how the heart illuminates and that's how we allow it to guide us. Mm-hmm. Right. And that, that phrase, opening your heart, just being open yeah. and being present in the moment and being fresh in the moment. Right. Right. Living, living here now. So, and, and I know you, you know, you teach a lot of modalities and that this is probably a very lengthy thing. Maybe you have to do in a weekend workshop, but kind of in summary, what could you share that listeners can be doing daily as part of, you know, maybe a morning routine or just checking in with themselves? Well, uh, l- let me review kind of what we did and add one step to it and close in, cl- in this closing here. So uh, we did that reset process, the tapping the head and the heart, and you could add an affirmation. And it's what we call the miracle reframe process. And you say, anything is possible as you're tapping and miracles are happening now. You're tapping both the head and the heart. Anything is possible and miracles are happening now. And that little phrase, which we got downloaded to us from wherever, seems to be a very powerful one. Uh, people really relate to that. And it, it seems to open you up to your possibilities. So just doing that when you're challenged or just to have a good day, if you know that anything is possible today and miracles are happening now, we define a miracle as something uh, yeah. exceeding what you expect or maybe something totally unexpected wonderful coming right well and i'm curious because affirmations they're definitely out there right louise hey love her i call her the og like the godmother of all of this (laughs) yes okay because an affirmation i think is powerful but i don't feel that is enough because that's just a thought so why why is it important to implement not only the affirmation but that tapping the connecting Right. The tapping is is energetically linking it to your body. It's grounding you. It's not okay. just a mental, interesting idea. Sometimes okay. ideas are very inspiring and life changing, you know, but that's rare. Uh, but if you if you actually live, anything is possible and miracles are happening now versus think it, it yeah. it's 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 very different. It's it's powerful if you live it and the way you live it is putting it in your body, mind, emotions and being. I'm writing that down. What did you say? Anything is possible. Anything is possible and miracles are happening now. Yes. We call it the miracle reframe. It's a little process. We developed that special mantra and people have had some pretty miraculous uh, changes by using that simple mantra. I love that. So I'm, I'm curious because I, I love to share world world examples. So from doing this work for you, getting out of your head and getting into your heart and allowing your heart to be your guidance, what, you know, if you want to share one of your own, maybe miraculous stories or, or how you have been able to live from flow and, and how life is happening for you. Right. Well, uh, when, uh, in, in the 1990s or so, a couple, a few decades ago, well, we wanted to sell our house when we were in Sacramento, and we didn't know what to do because the house wouldn't sell. It was a bad real estate market time at that time, you know, when you can't sell anything. So we became very frustrated after a year, even took it off the market. And that was one of our, when we were about, we were just finishing one of our earlier books called Getting Through to Your Soul. And we wanted to move to a different area, the Central Coast, California, but we needed to sell our house to do so. 
So we finally just released and surrendered to our mm. souls and just opened up and say, we're just going to trust it's going to come in the right time. You know, we just kind of, instead of trying to force it and make it happen. Uh, and what happened at that point, Heather, is we actually took it off the market because you shouldn't have your, your, your house too long on the market or it doesn't look saleable, you know? Okay. And so anyways, we said, okay, we're, we have it off the market a couple months. Let's put it back on the market, you know, uh, uh, tomorrow, Monday, try again. That Sunday, we get a knock on the door. Someone knocks on the door and says, is your house still for sale? We hadn't put the for sale sign back up. And, that, and we said, well, we are, yeah, we are, this house is for sale. And so that's great because we'd like to buy it. You know, how much do you want for it? So he made an offer. I went into the, the back room with my wife and said, hey, what do you think? And we said, yeah, sounds good. And it sold like that. And we surrendered to it. We moved to entrusting our, our soul and our steps to a new place that we had never lived before, but we really loved it. We visited it in Central Coast, California, didn't know anyone, uprooted, took our new book. And it was kind of a big step on a lot of levels, you know, going to a new place where you don't know, and it's, it's a little costlier here and so forth. All worked out wonderfully. And I'm here to say 20 years later, we love where we were living. And I'm so glad I did that. Well, I just think it's important in that story to share that you had a clear desire you wanted to move, but by you trying yes. to make things happen, created this right. energy of lack and neediness, which isn't right. going to work, but the <laughs> you, so it took you a year of that, but when you surrendered, when you let go, when you allowed and you shifted more into flow, it happened before you even relisted with the sign in your yard. Exactly. That's a yeah. good summary. So I just... What I really want to highlight is that we can live this way. This doesn't have to be a one-off situation, right? We can right. choose to step into surrender, to step into allowing, to releasing this resistance, and that's dropping into our heart. Right. Coming from living from the heart instead of the head. Then you use your head wisely, intelligently, rather than being led by your head. Yeah. You, you, and you integrate your head your heart with your head. Yeah. And that's what even Dr. Joe Dispenza calls that brain heart coherence. It's connecting the two. Mm -hmm. I love right. that. Well, so what I want to ask you is what is one key takeaway you want listeners to get from our conversation? Well, know that you all have tremendous potential, your spiritual beings uh, living in a body and uh, you can make the most of it, even if things seem at, at a difficult time and, and very unclear and challenged and uh, no way out. There is a way out, and the way out is the way in, in your heart, in your soul, as we've been discussing. As you open it up, your the rose does blossom, and it's very beautiful. I love that. The way out is the way in. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so I'd love to wrap up the interview, and I have a couple of rapid-fire questions for you. Okay. Uh, the first is, what is a quote or motto that you live by? Uh, be true to yourself. To thine own self be true, as Shakespeare wrote it. Okay. And yourself is your deeper self, your, your soul. And what does that mean to be true to yourself? That means being aware of your soul co-creating with it, uh, partnering with it, 
yeah. following that next step as it, it's revealed to yourself and, and trusting that it will be revealed from moment to moment if you are open, if you have eyes to see and ears to hear it, and you do. Love that. What is a book you're currently reading or highly recommend? Uh, the Science of Being Great is a classic book by Wallace Waddles, who also wrote The Science of Being uh, Rich of getting I, rich yeah a hundred years ago wrote it's a but it's quite a beautiful classic book it's a little older book but there's a lot of wisdom in there i actually i've read his book multiple times that one science of getting rich so what did you say it was the science of being great it's called the science of being great he wrote okay. it after the science of it's kind of a follow-up and and it's a little deeper nice all right final question what advice would you give your younger self uh, trust it's going to all work out wonderfully well, better than you could have expected. Yes. And what a great note to end on. Philip, thank you so much for joining me. Well, it's great being here with you, Heather. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. I'd love it if you could leave a review and remember to subscribe and share this episode with your friends. If you haven't yet, connect with me on the social platforms. You can add me on Instagram at heather.hakes and subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'll catch you on the next episode.